Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Ling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang, for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Merry Christmas to all the loyal, unlike any other, the UMAC podcast followers. Why Morell, Ryan Mitchell with me as always as we get to the most wonderful time of the year. Would you agree, Ryan? Are you just, just saying in that because that's life, what they not say? Basketball, in terms of life. Okay, so you believe that, though. You're not just saying it because everyone says it. I believe it because <laughs> okay. of my faith and okay. what the holiday means with Christmas. And and I would assume you would say the same thing. In regards to basketball, see, I'm talking big picture life. Basketball, I mean, in the upper Midwest, I wish we had some snow, but that's another yeah, discussion. Yeah, it's, it's as you were saying <laughs> off the mic, I think, a couple days ago. It's a green Christmas this year. The it's not even brown. Green. Yeah. I mean, I was walking around Sunday and person i was walking with we're like um it's not even brown it's, <laughs> it's a not little, even a brown christmas it's yeah. the grass is still is green that, a little is bit that off-putting to you um i mean here's the deal what i say i don't need there to be like a blizzard but i'm not gonna lie i would like like a dusting on christmas is that yeah. too much to ask no i'd be fine if the snow came by the way it looks like it's gonna be like mid 40s on christmas and it's so, gonna rain yeah i don't we're gonna have rain you're not you're not gonna get snow it's gonna rain but uh, i like snow for christmas and then it can get out of here for all i care the rest of the year i hate to break it that's to you i don't opinion. think that's how that's it works. never gonna happen <laughs> and i know other people enjoy the snow for a variety of reasons so i'm not trying and to... the snow relates to the umac because uh-huh. to circle it back each of the last two years it has because affected, of the snow yeah, the conference tournament we haven't had Wednesday night semifinals. We've had Friday night semis in a Sunday final. That's question number one. Could it one. happen we've for a, a third straight we, year? Well, I was just going to say, we got a lot of questions to get to. Not a lot, but a few. <laughs> and that's number one tonight. Do you think that happens for a third straight year? I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. I'm going to say it's going to go ahead as scheduled this yeah. year. I'm going to say no, too, because I'm kind of craving a Saturday night UMAC championship. Not that the Sundays haven't been okay, but it just it's the way it should be. It's felt kind of bizarre. And now it's almost going to feel like it has to happen that way if it happens again. Saturday night championships are the way it should be. It's the same for Division One, even college football. We have the college football playoff. Why is it up. on a Monday? It should be on a Saturday. Why is the Super Bowl on a Sunday? I don't know. There's people. One, there's well, people putting Super together Bowl, petitions that say Super Bowl Sunday makes a little bit more sense because they play all their games throughout the year on a Sunday. Yeah, but then for college football, why is it not on a Saturday? You play on Saturday. Nobody plays on a Monday except for the first week of the season. Then we have a national championship. I, I don't get it. I mean, men's basketball does that too for some reason. And it, I thought I thought college football seceded from the NCAA. So why are they going by the NCAA standard of playing on a Monday night? I don't know. Welcome to our pod, though. There's our intro. If you have any Merry questions, Merry Christmas, Wyatt. Yeah, I've, I, I said that off the top. I Merry just got to say it back to you. I appreciate that. That's like, and to all the listeners. That's like Paul Allen's thing for anybody who listens to KFM. Yeah. He says good morning, and if you don't <laughs> say it back to him, he'll say it again. No, he he does a long <laughs> rambling thirty second question, and then before. <laughs> Before the other guy could talk, he says, hey, good morning. And good morning. <laughs> and then he even once called somebody out. He's like, hey, you didn't say good morning. <laughs> um, but if you have questions for us, 
comments. We've had some nice ones come in throughout the year, and same with questions. We're always open to that and would love to interact with you. The email to send them to is uaotheumac at gmail.com. That's uaotheumac at gmail.com. You can also interact with us on Twitter or, as Ryan has been saying, X, because I guess that's technically whatever they want to call the it. The correct term now. Yeah, I don't know what Elon Musk is doing, but. Elon? Isn't that how you say it? Elon? There you go. Elon? I think it's Elon. Well, so, how do you pronounce the school? You know the Division One school? I thought it was Elon. So it's the exact same as I thought. Name. I've only heard Elon. Now we're getting way into. I'm the gonna meets. start calling him but Elon. They, but uh, Duke always plays them or like Carolina in an non-con game. I'm pretty sure they lost to Elon ago. a long yeah, time ago. But anyways, because it's in it's in Carolina or it's somewhere out east. That would make sense, like in East Carolina or something. I don't know. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. Elon anymore. But we're on Twitter. We're on X, and you can follow <laughs> us there and uh, certainly subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. Where do you want to go tonight, Ryan? I mean, we have some questions to get to, obviously, and it's kind of an odd time of the year because you had the first taste of UMAC play. We don't get that again until 2024. A couple of teams are taking trips and playing and, you know, utilizing that. But for the most part, it's kind of a dead spot as far as basketball goes. So there's not necessarily a whole lot of content to get to. I have a question for you. I love it. Coach Morrell. Coach, I, mean, I get to I put mean, my coaching hat on. Well, you did for most of the summer, not in the sport that we're talking about necessarily, but you were you were a coach for a good stretch. I got asked, by the way, to come back, and the job is mine if I want it. When did this happen? Breaking like a, news. Like a week or two ago. Fire the sounder. A week or two ago. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it work. Wow. But if I could. You're going to leave those kids hanging? Well, it's a new After group, you so built I've that relationship with group. them, they're going to be all new kids. Yeah, because they were all sophomores this year, so they go up to juniors. They're not eligible to play. Oh, okay. VFW baseball Now I feel anymore. better about it. I thought um, you were going to leave all these kids hanging. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, I'll put the coaching hat back on again. What do you got for me? So... If you were a UMAC basketball coach, would you do everything in your power to get your team to go on a trip in December, partway through the season before coming back for UMAC play? Coach Garvin's club is down in Florida, I believe. Northwestern women's basketball will be heading out to California before the end of the year. Some teams do stuff in the Midwest, but I mean like getting out of the Midwest period and you go to a Florida or a Cali or something. Yeah, so it's got to be a trip. It can't just be games. I'd probably vote against that because you're a guy who knows about the finances and you are trying to do a solid to your athletic director saying, I'm not going to spend the money. I was assuming that wasn't a part of this. Like, okay. Okay. The money's there. I would still say no. Really? And here's why you need time for your players to go be with family. They just finished a long, grueling sure. semester. They've been busy you with can basketball. Do, you can do both in a way. Possibly. It just depends on how the schedule works out. The tricky part with this question is you've got conference play starting right as we hit the new year again. Yeah. So you do want to stay fresh and you want to have some quality opponents on the schedule. But I would tend to say if you can stay in the Midwest, not take a big trip somewhere and still allow your players to go see family and get some time off. That's not a bad thing, especially with the grind the next two months are going to be. That's just the way I would do it. Like, okay, so I I mentioned Coach Call's team there. They get off long time for the Christmas break. They played uh-huh. this last Saturday on the 16th, and then they won't play. I think it's like the 27th and 28th or 28th and 29th that they play out in Cali. So they got a week plus. They got time with their families for Christmas, and then they go out there for a short trip. Well, for your players, though, that are not from Minnesota, for instance. Yeah. They're finishing True. up finals. They're still here on campus. You're practicing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Depend. It, There's it a lot really of logistics. Does, yes, it really does depend. So that's just a personal preference from my point of view. And again, like I said, there's no right or wrong way to do it necessarily. It's fair. 
It's not a controversial answer. I might have some of those as we move along, but thank you for your two cents, Mister Morell. Speaking right, of, you speaking just, of, you just rattle off questions, and that's that's what we'll do for a half hour. <laughs> speaking of potential controversy, so a couple more thoughts from our guy Ender, mm-hmm. who was the one who initially sent us. Love these you, Ender. Thanks for qu- sending those questions. Yeah, man. we initially um, last week answered a few of them, and we have three more to get to in our recording for this week, but he also gave us some feedback wide. So speaking of controversy, I don't know okay. if you saw this. So he heard our answers for our answer to what coach we would have drawing up a play for what player mm-hmm. present or past in the UMAC. He said he would have current crown college head coach, Luke Herbert drawing up a play for Noah Alm. He knows his skill set. There. You know, he's, yep. he's coached with coach Herbert for very, a long time. Very and- well aware. He says, or if we're going to throw it back, Coach Fletcher from Bethany, who I mentioned, drawing up a play for. So really. Did you see this? He just listened to your answer and then took your answer. As no, his. but this is different. He's the Mark Rosen of the Unlike Any Other <laughs> UMAC podcast is what you're telling me. If he understands that one. Um, so he mentioned Coach Fletcher drawing up a play if we're going to turn it back. Yeah, which for is a great choice. Another pass player, though. I don't remember. Played up north. Said. Oh. Um, from mm. Egan, Minnesota, I believe from Egan blew up in a UMAC final off yeah, the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they were a part of the conference, Colin Anderson, right? Yeah. yeah. Saints glass. See, to me, he was such a like that game against Northwestern made him famous type of a deal. I never thought he was an elite player. You think he was a one-hit wonder? No, he was very good. Like a uh, take take but, on me or is it take me on? You know that song, more right? More respected than he should have been as weird okay. as that sounds because of his performance in that championship game. And I'm not taking a shot at a guy like but Brady he is a one hit wonder. I'm not taking a shot at him. But he also you mentioned gets, his name. He also gets viewed a lot differently because of his performance yep. in the UMAC tournament that one year. That's how you get made yeah. into a legend. Yeah, and you don't have to apologize for that. I mean, if you're going to perform in one spot, you'd hope it'd be on the last Saturday in I, February. Hey, I Speaking agree. of Saturday finals, I always remember those games being a Saturday night. Yeah, and they are some of the best memories. So in yeah. reality, whatever happens, let's just if if weather causes us to move back, let's just tell the NCAA tournament we're skipping. My, we're going to wait another extra five days so we can play on the next Saturday. Oh, okay, they have to wait until we're done. Well, and see, call out their bluff. The past years, it was possible to play on a Saturday. It would just be the semis are on Friday night, and then it's a one-day turnaround. Back, yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and just everything that went into it. Yeah, I don't blame them for handling we'll, this way. We'll see what so happens that was his later answer. on. What are the other questions we haven't got to, though? Well, just real quick to finish, he says, those guys are shot makers. I want them to get the ball on the women's side. I'd have uh, Coach Tim Grove drawing up a play for Hannah Geisfeld. If you want a three, though, definitely have something drawn up by Aaron Cole. So. And again, the play to Geisfeld, I mean, what do you draw up? You basically just get her the ball on the block and say, go to work. Yeah, and hope that they don't have a double or triple team that swarms her. So those are the few questions that we got to last week. To finish those up, let's now go to the next one on the docket, Wyatt. This is a fun one. Mm-hmm. Who, they're all fun. They're all fun. But I, I said last week, and you, you even said it well, Wyatt. You said those are appetizers. This is the entree tonight. All right, I so don't I hope you have saying that, but I'll I hope you have a little more it. of an appetite. Okay, I do. So, who has the best home crowd? Not not like consistently, but let's just say like when it's a big game. I guess you can factor that into. But when it's a big game, big spot, Friday night or Saturday ball game, heat of January, February, if it's a playoff game, who has the best home crowd in all of the UMAC? You are going to make some enemies with this answer, but go ahead. So just strictly based off of the crowd, not the court. 
All he listed was who has the best home crowd. You you can go way deep on this if you yeah, want. Yeah, no, there's a couple different answers. The court. Which hardwood do you like the most? That's an not interesting even just question. that. But but what I'm what what comes to mind and why I said that is I think a superior. Mm. It's an interesting layout. It's gray. Yep. And it's just I don't know. It's huge. Is it, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly though, because now you're making me second guess. It's like a weird backdrop too though. Well, there could be like another gym on the. They, there could be like two full size gyms in that space, yeah. I believe, and they have the one bleachers on one side, and then they have the roll in bleachers that some students sit in on the other side that are just like four rows. It's yeah. it's an interesting setup. But but my point is that that adds to it, and then their crowd can get pretty raucous for big games, yeah. big moments. Yeah. Um, the women's team. I don't know if the men's team does it, but they do like the blackout when they do the. I think both of them did it for UMAC opening weekend. I know the women's team did for sure. It can be a very intimidating place to play. So that one comes to the top of the list. And you've been out there, haven't you? Or have you not? Um, I was out there once for my brother, I believe, but I still got to make it out there. I haven't been been out there. It's been a long time. I was trying to think the one gym I haven't been in is Martin Luther. And as we saw earlier this year in the article, they wrote the Northwestern coaching staff was saying that's the toughest place to play. So maybe they're at the top of the list. (laughs) I think Northwestern certainly has a right to be up there in the mix as well. I mean, that's biased maybe because we've seen how loud the crowd can get in the big games, and they've had so many big games in past years. I'm not going to say Bethany, and here's why. That gym just produces a lot of points. You're going to score. So, like, even though it's packed in there and it's tight, I feel like you don't struggle with scoring and – I don't know. So that makes it not being able to produce. Like so the then best? it's not as hard. Yeah, I mean, it's not as hard score, on the opponent. You're saying yes, really. But I don't wow. think it matters because Bethany can fill Wyatt it up. Morell as well. taking some shots at BLC faithful. What's your answer? If you're going to keep throwing well, what me was under the your bus answer? Here? What was your superior. answer? Superior. But I think wow, the other ones I listed are right there at the top as well. Morris, I'm sorry, you don't get the. Yeah, no, you're not in that conversation. You have this giant gym <laughs> that can fit like thousands of people. Yeah, but unfortunately, you don't have that many people there to fill the seats, and so if they could, then they'd be right at the top. But anyways, so we're just going with one with all those factors for best home court. Yeah, just I guess. best atmosphere, and I you kind of took it from Security. the angle of the toughest for the opponent to come into. Yeah, and just yeah, get used to in, yeah. in, in a way. Yeah, um, this is tough because, like I said, I've only been to so many other road gyms before. And I, I want to do better at that in the in the years to come and getting to more of these well, places no across the UMAC. You, so. I know no one's stopping you either. We should get out to a couple I've spots. I've been to these gyms. Well, it's been a decade though it since has, your brother it has played. Been a little. I don't think not I'm, a decade. It's been like seven eight years. I don't since think I'm finished. making it to Ashland anytime soon. But well, cross <laughs> cross off some of the other other ones. How about that? Okay, so best home crowd, um, and people are going to say this is biased because I've been to the most games in that spot period. But Come I mean, on. they've, they've hosted so many big ones and when it's a huge game, like they show up and there's been ones in the past where some road fans show up too. If it's from Scholastica or crown a few years back when they made their run to the UMAC final, but I would say Northwestern and we've heard it from other coaches and players as well. Why we've asked both coaches and players on this pod in conversations we've had, where's your favorite place to play? That's not at home. And for ones who oh, don't play for Northwestern, Northwest. a number one of number of them, excuse me, say that. And they also mention how unique it is because the fans are like right on top of you looking down at you, which you have kind of similar, like those big stands in superior, a little bit looking down on you, but it really feels like right on top of you with the track surrounds it there. The only thing that compares to it, I guess, kind of is Bethany. If you're up on that track, looking straight on down, but most of the fans 
are at the same level as the players in that spot. I'm trying to think why of any other court in the UMAC that would be like on top of you, literally. Because at the WAC, the WAC is great. Wild Athletic Center at yeah. Crown. My I mean, one thing about them is they got to have both sides. Yeah. And they do have that track up top, but the bleachers like go out from one side of the floor. But yeah, it, it's tough. I'm sorry. It's tough to compete with Northwestern. Like all those bleachers on both sides. And then especially the big games, like where you can be on the track and be right on top of it as well. That's the one I would say. Um, and some people are going to be upset about that. It. When it gets going in the North gym, it's tough. We've talked yeah. about it with coach Garvin before and some other people from Bethany. That's a really, really good spot too. You and I had the privilege of calling a game there back in the year of back 20. when we were young, Ryan. I think that was uh, 2018, February of 2018. We, back when we were young, yeah, it was February of 2018. So I would have been a sophomore. Northwestern was down 24, came back, pulled within uh, four, I believe, with just under game. 90 seconds to go, and then uh, I think it was Brady Rose. One of the Rose one twins. One of the Rose. What was Hit the, the three in the Eichen? corner. Neil Eichton. Man, he was good. He was going off that he game. Was, uh, he, and then he, they carried it over into the NCAA tournament. Trenton Krieger, Krieger throw, threw down know. a dunk. Krieger? I, I think know. it was Krieger is pronounced. I got it wrong for a number of years. Anyway, he threw down a dunk in the opening possession of the game. That game was wild. Anyway, Very you and good. I had the privilege of seeing that. They hunt on against Northwestern. And then, as you're saying. They went on and carried Friday it night. over into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. At St. John's. Bad memories for St. John's. Johnny's don't want to see any UMAC UMAC team be welcomed into the Sexton Arena anytime soon. It has not uh, served them well. We welcome it, though. We love it. You and I are pounding the door down this year for the UMAC men's champion to go to St. John's. It could happen. We want that to happen. Anyway, next question. So you got Superior. I got Northwestern for the best home crowd in the UMAC. Next one. What is the toughest travel partner swing on each side? So let's go ladies first, Wyatt. Let's start there. So meaning Me, yeah. the, the two teams that you'd play in one weekend. So you got Martin Luther's paired up with Bethany. Yep. Northland's paired up with Superior. Yep. Morris is paired up with Crown. And, and North Central is paired up with Northwestern. What's the toughest pair on the woman's side of all those pairs I mentioned? Which of those four pairs? Just as far as like... I, that I don't understand how to answer this because you can. That's the beauty of it. Take it any way you want. Like for the teams to try and like play, try to each win, other, travel. I, I mean, I. What's the toughest travel partner swing to win two games? Is how I read it. Oh, okay. You could take it another way. Like, is it brutal just geographically getting out to Ashland? As was, you always well, that's why I was wondering. <laughs> but it's superior. Morris is with who? Crown. They're they're the travel it's partners together. That. Really? Just from a travel perspective. Of so, again, we're talking the on the way. woman's side because he said yeah. on each side. So, I, starting there. I, yeah, I mean, I'd say Crown has it pretty tough. I mean, think about all the other ones. I mean, Superior and so Ashland are fairly any, close. It's for any school outside of Morris and Crown. So, we're saying on a traditional UMAC weekend, you rotate, and each of the other six teams in the UMAC has to go to Crown and to Morris on the same weekend. See, that's not how point. I read the question. I, I thought it was you're taking – so, like, Northwestern, for instance, it's when they play North Central. But you're saying it's for Northwestern the combo on the same weekend. That's how I read it. My goodness, I'm just perplexed This right is now how he labels it. What is out. the toughest travel partner swing on each side? Because technically, yeah, Northwestern's so travel partner is North Central. Who are the two toughest Central. teams to play, basically? That's how I read yeah. it. Okay, well, now With I, travel logistics and everything. <laughs> It's not more. I mean, otherwise, you're just saying purely your partner. Yeah. No, I. I You could answer both of them if you want. 
Well, I kind of already did answer okay. it the way I, I did there. It's probably Northwestern, North Central then. Okay. I mean, right? It has to be. That feels like it's not an easy I one to win yeah, two I don't, games. I don't feel like yeah. that needs much of an explanation in this current state right now with with this year and, and based on the past couple of years. I mean, what would you say? They've been near the top most years. What would you say? I'm trying to, I'm trying to look up here. One team who would uh, maybe beg to differ with you, not that it was, quote-unquote, an easy achievement, but last season in late February, I'm trying to remember. I'm not sure and what I think, this has to do with your answer. Though. I think I mean, that you can still... I still can come up with the answer, but this is going to bug me if I don't find the answer to this. I think they actually split. I don't think they actually won both games. I know they won one game. Somebody split against Northwestern and North Central? Yes, saying? they did. So it was superior last year. On the On road. the women's side. When On they the road. So won at saying, Northwestern, yeah. but the night before they lost at North Central. So, yeah, they was did. Was that the only team that split, though? I mean, other against, teams had Against to. Northwestern and North Central? Yeah. Well, Somebody else it's the only one who to. beat Northwestern. We know that. Someone well, else had to beat North Central and lose to Northwestern, right? Yeah, like a Morris probably. or a, probably. What's your answer? Is that exactly. your answer as well? Is that what you were? Yeah, I don't. To? I don't think I can go against that. It's if we're, if we're reading it that way, toughest travel partner swing. I think the toughest would be those two schools. Even though traveling wise, Wyatt, if you, I mean, I don't know how many. Well, UMAC, you're right now. Yeah, I mean, you I was going to say ho- how many UMAC teams are staying in a hotel between those two games? Most well, of them, like the Wisconsin teams for sure. How about Crown and Morris? Are they busing back? Crown probably could bus back. Really? Morris is a little bit of a drive. I don't think you realize how far west. No, it is a big, big drive. But why? This is, again, put on your finances hat in an athletic department in the UMAC. <laughs> if the I mean, money's there, we're staying in a hotel. If it's not there, we might be busing back. Okay. So Even Mankato, I mean, that's like an hour and a half to the... Oh, maybe not, I guess, because... I yeah, think maybe more teams than you think may bust it back because I don't probably. I don't think they're rolling in it. The Wisconsin teams I mean, are staying. To put them up in the country and in suites down the road from the Northwestern St. Paul campus, well, we know, it, it ain't cheap. We know they're not rolling <laughs> not, in it, Ryan. I mean, it's obviously. No, you stay at like the Quality Inn. The Quality Inn. For like 60 bucks a night. Remember, you did a few That's podcasts what I'm Guess from what? the Quality I Inn did. last I, spring. I hopped on the You said mic it wasn't quality. Inside the Quality Inn. You said they didn't even have wet eggs. Or no, you said you didn't even check out the breakfast eggs. That spread. sounds so gross no. when you say See? wet eggs. And it's <laughs> That's like, how you got to throw into this equation, Why I did not eat the breakfast. If, I, you... uh, if my old boss from Crookston is listening to this, I took the company vehicle a couple minutes down the road and ate Perkins that morning and I, I nice. think he was okay because I turned in my receipt to get reimbursed and he yeah. didn't say anything so. okay well I bring up the wet eggs tradition unlike any other at a hotel because that's part of the factor too gross. if you're if you're at a hotel over to, like are you gonna is your team gonna get fueled up the right way before the it's game like that later commercial that, day? that you see with like the little soccer players or whatever and yeah know, is that a Hampton Inn what I is that? Yeah, I don't know. Is that, like it's that? the same. It's the same as the commercials that Gus Johnson and yeah, Joel they're Hampton guys. Yeah, they're Hampton. Yes, okay. I'm a Hampton guy too. Gus and this Joel. This is beside I'm the them. point. So we're all over the place. We're Toughest all over travel northwestern, partner. north central. For Even the though they're close side. by. What about the men's side though? How about you want me to go first? Yeah, because I went first. On okay, the men's toughest side. on the men's side. I mean, northwestern, north central is right up there. It's not it's easy tough. by any stretch. Yeah, no, it's not. But if you're thinking too like. I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna go Crown Morris. That's what I would pick because it's a it's a long drive yep. too, and then we've heard from how many people why it just it kind of is difficult to get your footing quickly in Morris sometimes just yep. because it's so massive. It's so different than every other gym you play in, and then you can show up into the whack the next night or the night before, and it's like a hornet's nest in there. I mean, they're just all over you, and 
that can be a really great environment as well. So mm-hmm. I think I would go with those two. How far is it from St. Bonnie to Morris? As you're talking, I'll, I'll figure that out here. I, I want to see how much of a drive it is. I would guess it's two to two and a half hours. Um, That's no slouch of a drive. I yeah. don't know if I'm anywhere. Because uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously. So it's where, where do you go to the hotel then? If you're playing in Crown on the Friday night, do you just go in St. Bonnie? Or do you drive your, your kids well, after the game, game you're probably, and get closer to Morris? You're probably staying in Bonnie or somewhere around there. And then you get up on Saturday and go. Why not drive, though, that night out to Morris so then you don't have to get up as early on You don't Saturday. have to get up that early Saturday. You play at 3 and 5 or whatever. You have plenty of time to get over there. Um Hey, I traveled with the UMC Golden Eagles men's yeah. and women's basketball teams. They would stay. That's D two money. That's D two money. Get, they would <laughs> they would stay in the town they just played in. Yep. And then they'd get up the next morning, and then we would drive. Some good breakfasts, I hope. That was a little bit. Yeah, that was better than the quality in with them. But uh, yeah, I would agree. I think it's Crown and Morris. And for the reasons that you just said, here's the one thing I'll say about Morris. It's tough to prepare for and play there. And Morris doesn't have anything to eat as far as food goes, like after the fact. Look at that. You're giving me a thumbs up. Two. You were so close. I was so close. Two Two hours, 36 minutes. Six minutes off. But I didn't go over Price is Right style. Great guess. Morris, like I was saying, doesn't really have anything for food, Ryan, like as far as like restaurants after the fact. So like... You know what they do? Careful. Have? You got you know some Morris people no, listening. No, no. This is my favorite trip. You know why? Why? I don't they know. They have what a you're pizza ranch. To. How do you know this? Because Baseball? our senior year, okay. we got to do the pizza ranch buffet. It was our one like thing. It was budgeted for. And Heber asked the players at the start of the year, what's the one spot you want to go to? I don't think he ever asked us. It was just a turn. <laughs> and that's what we got. We got pizza wow. ranch. So we beat them. We went to six and zero in conference or something like that. Everybody's happy. And you got some fried chicken, and got, potatoes, and, and dessert we got pizza. pizza ranch. That was such a great. Do you night. remember what you had? Back and did you get some of the well, fried chicken? I, a little bit of everything. Mashed of potatoes. Pizza ranch is dessert top-notch. pizza. So it actually worked in our favor that there wasn't like another pizza place or like something else to get. We got pizza ranch. So that's the You're good a fan. That's the good stuff about Mars. So I agree with you. What is his final question? All right. So this is a fun one. They're all fun, like I said. But this is this is the funnest to end it. Okay. So. We're looking at this in the lens of a two-on-two tournament oh, that is being played with the you, big you bracket. You showed me this one before. So you're pairing up the men's and women's coaches from said school. So which UMAC coach duo would win a tournament? So, for example, Wyatt, out at Morris, you got the brothers. No, I know Paul and co- Tim Grove. I know who the coaches are, right? Out in Crown, you got Herbert and Tussler. Northwestern, you got... Probably not the best combo, nothing against him. But you got Coach Gross and Coach Passer Call. Passer prime, perhaps. Zabla and Becker, Young Bucks yeah. at North Central. Younger side as well out in Bethany. You got Garvin and Perfest. I'll stop name-dropping Pulkowski and Carpenter out I mean, at We Superior. could name-drop all night, but... Who do, you, who do you got? You said you already know. To me, it's an obvious answer. It's obvious? Yes. Wow, you're making a lot of people offended. You've seen these coaches play before. I've seen one play you've, before. You've seen practice footage where they, they put up some shots and they're I've, showing their players how I've it's done. I've seen one play in person many times, and that's but all But this was I years ago. Not that years far ago. Years ago. I'm only bet he's in the best shape out of all the coaches that are around still in the UMAC. Really? Give me crown. Wow. And Coach Herbert, Coach you Herbert? think, is still in yeah, that great yeah, shape? He's the one, he's the one, I, he's the really? one I'm talking about. I'm not you talking seen about, him play basketball I'm not ta- I'm in not ta- person? I'm not talking about when Bridge. I'm talking about Herbert. Here's the deal. 
And Coach Herbert can maybe ball for all I know, but all he has to do is just stay out of the soccer way. Soccer guy, though. He He's a soccer guy. How does that play into it? Just let him stay out of the way and let Bridge just go. I mean, that dude... He's Mr. Football, right? It's two on two. Look He's got to do something. Look up Mr. Football award. What if Herbert sets the screen and they hedge heavy and two are on Tussler? He'll kick it to Herbert, knock down a couple shots. Okay, so he can make an open shot. Who's going to score consistently on Mr. Bridgeport Tussler? I don't know. You're asking like me said, this question. I don't know. All Coach Herbert do you has think, to do. Do you think he Garvin could a, shoot it over him? Garvin's a tall guy. I get there's and Coach Holtzeder even at Martin Luther yeah. was a player. Yeah. And so, like, there's uh, there's talent. Him and Garish, don't sleep on them. There's talent here. Okay. But I'm taking Bridgeport Tussler. Take You're taking that to Crown. the bank. You just keep saying one guy. You got to say you're taking hey, him here's and the deal. Herbert. Coach Herbert just has to stay out of the way, knock down some shots. Why? He can't pick up a bunch of fouls. He's got to be able to defend there's a little bit. There's not fouls in two-on-two. He's not fouling out in two-on-two. Yeah, two. you only get three fouls in the game to 11. You haven't played that way? No. What are you? You can't just Who keep calls hacking fouls? Offense or defense? It's call your own fouls. They're yeah. playing on the so honor system. There, that's why there's no such thing as fouling out if you're playing the honor system. And well, you calling can't just your keep hacking up left and right. No, but <laughs> you don't. Have you ever played like morning basketball five on five? You don't foul it's been out. A while. You don't foul out there. I mean, you can. If, if a guy's going for a game winning layup, Ryan, on a fast break, you just bear hug him <laughs> and then they check it up top. You're not letting him score. No free throws? No. Ever? Never. Ever. Never. Really? We don't shoot free throws in five-on-five morning basketball. Wow. It's ridiculous. Wow. That's too bad. Are you going to beg to differ? Are you going to pick somebody else? Well, okay. Who's their biggest competitor? Because here's the deal. Who's their biggest competitor? You take whoever. You're just saying it's a laugher. You take whoever you want, and then we'll reach out to these There's another former. There's another former D1 player. And it'll be Team Wyatt with my two from Crown, and then you pick your team. All seriousness, anyone listening who wants to help us make this happen. And we'll live stream it. Let's do this in late March. Yeah. And let's let's get people together. Let's do it. I don't think awesome. it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's going to take commitment from these you coaches. You have to pick somebody else in order to make it happen to begin with. Are you taking somebody else? No, I was, you have to answer for me first because you're asking answered. like it's a landslide. Who is their biggest competitor? I don't even know. You don't even. <laughs> I don't think. I, I do think it's kind of do a landslide. Do you know there's another former D1 player in this conference? I'm aware, but I don't know enough about Coach Becker's game. No, no, I said former D1 player. I thought Coach Zoppola played D1. Oh, you're saying you're saying because she'd be playing with Becker. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. I yeah. don't know enough about Coach Becker's well, game. Well, you don't know anything about Coach Herbert's game. Yeah, but I trust Bridgeport Tussler. He was Mr. Football, Ryan. Nobody's Mr. Gonna, football. Yeah, nobody's competing with his physicality. That, okay. So are you taking those two? I. Who are you picking? Well, I, I thought about this a little bit longer, and it's tough because I don't know some of these coaches super well. I think Colt Cedar and Garish are two good I athletes. I, I think agree. they're two good athletes. I think they're a dark horse. So I think they're their top half for sure. Um, hate to say it, but it's the truth. So I don't mind saying it. Coach girls and coach call are bottom half. Are, are they last? Are they the worst team? They might. They are might. They? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> don't let coach call get hot. He could shoot it. He can stroke it. I don't know how much they're going to be able to move throughout because we're saying a, it's bracket wow, play, Wyatt. It's it's so, a one day tournament. That is so you got to play one matchup after another. They're going to run out of gas. I don't I don't know how much, two in the half I don't know court. much stamina they're going to have for a long stretch, but I think they could shoot a little bit. Here's the problem: if you make them drive and defend, it, it's maybe a little bit difficult. And you're just saying your guy, Coach Tusser, can do absolutely everything I, as much as we love the groves i think they're chemistry probably, they're probably towards them? the bottom of the list i mean they well. know each other well if you're going to tell me they're the two North, somewhat if, tall guys if you're going to tell me the northwestern coaches are at the bottom of the list because of that 
then wouldn't it have to be the same there? I mean, age-wise, they're all around the same age, aren't they? Somewhat close, yeah. So, I mean, they're probably great ball players, but... Okay, you got a former... I don't... Uh, here's the deal. When Bridgeport starts throwing elbows in the paint going for a rebound, I don't see them holding up against that. You're acting, you're saying throw it elbows, handling physicality. You're saying he's going to be doing some stuff that's maybe butting up to the line or maybe crossing. It's the line. a physical game, Ryan. People say basketball is not a contact sport. It's a contact sport. But Wyatt, these are coaches now. They're like, they're not in their 20s anymore. Bridge I mean, could still how, suit. How are other coaches going to take to he this if Bridge is throwing elbows? How are they going to take it's to gonna that? It's going to make those off-season meetings and, like, you know, <laughs> pregame handshakes. It'd be like Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban before the game where they, like, don't want to talk to each other, but they have to. Really? Yeah. Are so, you creating bad blood between some coaches? No, but if we make this happen, <laughs> there could be. Okay. You still haven't given your answer. So you, you got someone out in Superior who is the all-time leading uh, it's either three pointers made or percentage. And, and you're going to pick them. What do you mean? I don't know. You don't even know I the th- stat I think, you're trying to say, well, and you're going to say that they're going to beat. I think it's all time three pointers made, not percentage, but from Coach Carpenter. Do you think she's she can shoot player. a little bit still? Yeah, she's well, give her a ball screen. I would assume. Here's the deal: if she hasn't been shooting, it goes quickly. As somebody who was a good yeah. high school three point shooter, so is she showing her players in practice anymore. enough? Here, look at my stroke. This is how I want she's you to shoot. She's probably lacing it. them up when they need a fifth for five on five. Really. Probably not, but that's she kind could. of rolling the I'm dice. I'm sure she could. Yeah, we don't want a Ron Hunter situation to happen where you know it seems like every other season he's on the sideline in a cast or on then a scooter. Then we could have have somebody fall off their stool <laughs> in the UMAC tournament. All time moment. What was All that? Right. Georgia State. They beat Baylor. Baylor. Was that fourteen over three? Give me your answer. Well, just just to be fun, I can't go with Crown. Right, I got to go a different direction. See, but you agree with me that that is the best pick. You can say it's the well, best pick, but then give me your number two. Coach Garvin played too. Let's remember. So you're going Bethany back in the day at Bethany, is that what and I like me? I like his height. Like his height. I, well, how, where am I going to find this? You so asked why this are you saying you like his height? How well, tall I know is he's he? a tall guy from seeing him coach on the sidelines. I don't know how tall he is. I would guess. What do you think he is? Six? Have you I ever have seen no him in person? To guess. I've never. I think he's six three, six four. How tall is Bridge? You should know this. I don't um, think he's super tall. I don't think he's, he's more than six one or me. two. Yeah, he's like six foot. Yeah. Who See, cares? This, this could height be an issue a little bit. Ryan. Okay. Who do you know anything about Coach Perfest's game? No, I don't, but it looks like she had basketball in her past. You know what? Let me find it that out. It looks like she had basketball in her past. Yes. Based at, off of at, what? At at some point in her former basketball career. And I'm gonna find this answer here in a second. Does it say in her bio or something? It's gonna say in her bio she played basketball in the past. I can tell you that much. Okay, how about this? North while I'm looking this up, North Central, are they at least in the top half? Yeah. Coach Becker played at Bethany. And Coach, Coach Zabla. Zabla was D1 at yeah. North Dakota. Absolutely. They're in the top. Half. I okay. would argue they might be the biggest competition for, really? for the two I selected. Okay. How about this Why Coach Perfest graduated from Carleton College where she was a four-year starter and a two-year captain. Okay. So Mayak, all first-year team honors, at least that's how it's written, and also got the sportsmanship award. Okay. So, yeah, she, she played um, Mayak basketball. I think – the best women's coach player would be Coach Zabla, and I think Bridgeport would be the best. But it's just a question: who's kept it up? Well, he's actually—that's well. a good point. Bridgeport's a women. Who's kept best it up? What does that best, mean? Best women's player you're saying would be Coach Zabla? Yes, you want to put it that way. Yes, and then who's kept? Like I'm saying, she's multiple years since graduated. Coach Carpenter less obviously than Coach Zabla. Who's kept up the the plane, if you will? 
Who's lacing him up every Here's other deal. week or something? Bridgeport's brother-in-law is Brad Davison. So but de facto, he's playing? He's probably still playing. You never give it up when you're your Brad's ball, playing you know overseas? Yeah, he's playing overseas. Okay. He is playing overseas. But, uh, yeah, I... I uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I've given my answer. I feel like I've supported my reasoning quite a bit. I'll go with Garvin and Perfest, just to be interesting. Because okay. I think I know more what I'm getting between so both of those. No happen. knock on Coach per- Herbert. Because now, I, I think his size could do something, but otherwise, I don't know. Now we got to make that He's happen. a self-proclaimed soccer guy. He says he doesn't even watch basketball. He's told us that before. Yeah. So how I can you be that confident in him? I'm, Bridge is just going to take the reins, and then Coach <laughs> Herbert's got to do a little this bit. this is a one-on-two. He'll take any no, two No, Coach Herbert's just got to do enough, Ryan. Okay. Just a little bit. All He's right. a taller guy. They're a good candidate. Bigger guy. Yeah. He can yeah. rebound. I hope so. So, yeah, there you go. All I'd right. like to see this happen. Anything else? I got a hypothetical for you here before before we get out. So yeah. I, hypothetical. I, heard, I, I, I mentioned this to you earlier heard about this on on a different college basketball podcast that i listened to so mr morrell it's it's the age-old debate what do you do when you're up by three late in the ball game okay oh, yeah. so get this get this I, I want your two cents on this and i want you to tell me if you think any coach in the umac would have the stones to say this to their players down the stretch okay was this like a kenny Payne quote or something no so 12 seconds are left in atlanta georgia this past saturday Kentucky and North Carolina. Carolina's going to inbound it out of the timeout. They're down by three points. They have to go down the floor to try to tie so the ball So what did game. Coach Cal say? Coach Cal, in the huddle, gathering his players, asked them, how would you guys like to handle things on this North Carolina possession? Do you guys want to foul when they get to half court, he asked his players. This is all after the game. Calipari says, naturally, they said, nah, we'll just switch everything. Okay? This is coming from the guy, Coach Calipari, who said, we're not going to foul up three Back in 2008, excuse me. Do you remember that national championship game? I remember Mario Chalmers knocked down the triple, and yeah. They ended up winning overtime, and it cost him a national title back at Memphis. Okay? So this is coming from that same guy, leaving it into the hands of his players. Mind you, multiple freshmen on the floor like there always is at Kentucky. Okay, That's just Coach Cal, though. He says this, and then right before Carolina was going to inbound the ball, he pulled freshman Reed Shepard aside and told him, scrap everything he just said and just foul <laughs> Elliot Cadeau at half court. What? Did you see the play, though? No. Problem is, Cadeau got past half court. Carolina bamboozled it. He passed it to Cormac Ryan. He wasn't looking for the basketball. They turned it over, and Kentucky made free throws to win the game. So his freshman didn't even foul when he told him to. He asked Reed after the game. And he's Why lost didn't you foul? Room. He just said, well, I decided not to. So, Mr. Morrell, do you think any coach... What a circus. Do you? It is a circus, and you can comment on Coach Cal if you'd like to, but do you think uh, any coach in the UMAC would have the stones to look at their players up three late in the ballgame hey. and say, all right, guys, what do you want to do, and we'll do it that way? Do you think that's empowering your players in yeah, a good I will, sense, so I was, or do you think that's too loose as a head coach? I was just going to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking your players what their thoughts are. I think of... But the final decision. I think of John Harbaugh. When he brought Lamar over on the fourth yes, down and said, Lamar, that's what they talked about in this podcast I was listening to. Lamar, yes. what do you want to do? Do you want to go for it? And, and Lamar that's said, absolutely. It's a little different. To Lamar, I get it. Not some I, freshman. I get it. And it's football and versus basketball. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with discussing it with your players and getting a sense for what they want. Freshman, yes, that's a big difference versus like a senior and somebody who's a captain or that you've trusted. So to answer your question as far as would any UMAC coach do that, I don't At think... At the D3 level, I don't think, think they would. No I, don't, no, I don't think they would. I think they would just make the decision, and I think that's probably the right thing to do. If I had to pick a coach that would do that, 
Oh, now you probably think of a team with experience because that's why this was so rare is there's not a ton of experience that was on the floor for Kentucky at this time. Yeah. To be honest, I don't even know if I could name a coach. I don't think anybody would do it or even Where they consider just said it. Players, I'll let you figure it out. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe we'll get an email. From what about a coach like superior? Say, this is what we do all the time. Huh? Tons of experience on the floor. Coach Blakowski. See, but superior, I don't. Would he I don't, do it? You don't I see don't him doing that. I think he would. No, I, I just do see you him think as a guy just that, period. He's a guy who fouls up three. Because he's Mr. Defense, and well, he so loves the ability the second, for everyone to switch the on the perimeter. This question is, do you foul up three or do you not? And do you agree, do you agree always, with John Rothstein? Is that one of the three rules to live by? I've always been a fan of letting it play out. Really? Reason so you why. don't agree with him. If you're going to, it needs to be in the backcourt. As soon yeah, as yeah. they get across half court, you're flirting with danger because as soon as you go in, any smart guard is just going to put up a shot. Well, We've yeah. seen this play when out we have NBA shenanigans. They call he's going up for the shot, even when he's tying his shoe. But that's um, not college basketball, thankfully. So I, I, I've never had an issue with coaches who let it play out. Okay, it, just just switch, like you said, just no threes, just guard the three point line for crying out loud. These are all the things that Coach Cal said on that fateful night down in Texas in two thousand and eight. They didn't do and a then very all good of job. a sudden, I don't know if you Mario Chalmers canceled it, Christmas. I was gonna say he just broke free and nobody was on him. I know so he's like, wide open. So it's like, is that Coach Cal's fault or is it the guys who just didn't execute? Heroes, Josh McRoberts. Yeah. He was also battling an injury that game. I don't know if you remember down the stretch. When was Derek was? not battling an injury? Uh, I mean, from his college point. career all that's the way a, through, and he's a, still playing. A, How unbelievable is that? Why that Derek Rose is still playing? Yeah, that it's, is nuts. It's remarkable. I would say you let it play out. If you're going to follow, you follow in the backcourt. And no, I don't think any UMAC coach would, would say. I, I agree with Rostin. I think you follow up three. I think there's too many just, cases we've seen in big games where Ryan, you get bit by it. As a fan, though, If there's do you four want seconds that? left, or it, it all matters how much time there's left in the game. As a fan, do you want that or do you want to well, see a Well, we're saying if we're, if we're a coach in this spot. And, I and get it. It's here's just the deal. not the fun Option. Here's the deal. You're watching Gonzaga. They're trying to pull off an upset when they get a rematch against UConn in the Elite Eight later on this it's season. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> hopefully, you're, you're, hopefully, you're, you're already giving up. Hopefully, UConn loses before we have to Do play Do you want to allow Cam Spencer? <laughs> He's got an Newton. ugly shot, by the way. He's got an ugly Goes shot. Goes in, but it's ugly. Do you want to allow Spencer and Newton to put up a shot when your team's up three in the waning seconds I'd and have a chance Newton. to send I'd it to overtime? Shoot. Or Caravan? Caravan. He's another guy. UConn's not... That's what irritated me about that game against Gonzaga. They're not a good three-point shooting team, and they were like seven for they eight. They can get at hot. Time. They got shooters. What do you mean? Yeah, I, I'm fine with playing it straight up. They got clinging for crying out loud. Who knows what's going to happen when they miss that free throw and go for the rebound? There's more bad that can happen with that really? versus just playing straight up and saying guard the three-point line and make them hit a tough shot. So you opinion. got Dana Ullman's Oregon Ducks in your mind. Jordan Bell can't box out. Excuse. Jor- yeah, Jordan. Uh, uh, Jordan Bell, Timberwolf. After that, can't box out Kennedy Meeks. You remember that? Which is and they lose ridiculous. the game. He's sobbing after the game, saying, "I couldn't get the rebound, and we lost the game because game of it." Too? What? Is Oregon wins that game. Gonzaga's probably the national champion. Really? That year. You're saying Oregon couldn't have beat him? Dylan Brooks. They could have. That was a fun Oregon team. They definitely could have. Yeah. No, I I had Oregon in my. Uh, I might. I think I had him in the final four that year, actually. Really? Because I had three of the four right. Obviously, nobody got South Carolina that year, but I had Gonzaga. That was a fun UNC. year. Yeah. It was a good year. Until the final. Purest form. Well, I like that discussion. There's someone different, and you and I will agree to disagree on that. I am in a camp of most cases more than that. I foul up three. Just Not, oh, most cases, happen. though. See, so now you're coming to the side of. Well, if there's 
it depends how much time's left on the clock. I agree. There's different factors that yeah. play into it. Yeah, if it's absolutely. a half court shot, I'm not following necessarily. But. Gordon Hayward almost hit a half court shot though. Mark but that Sears, was a two point game. Mark Sears Saturday night at Creighton. Yeah, that I almost saw the tied it. I saw the picture of that. How did that ball not go? I in? know. It was halfway down the net. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Mr. Morrell. Merry stop Christmas, Mr. Wrong. Mitchell. I'll, I'll stop calling you Mr. Morrell. You're probably annoyed with that. Wyatt, Merry Christmas to each and every listener. Merry Christmas as well. I hope you have an awesome time with your family. And if you didn't get the perfect gift, that's okay. Unless it's Secret Santa at work. Well, it's fine. Later this week, gift, oof, I'm looking forward to seeing what you pull off. The perfect gift is Jesus, Ryan. He is. Amen. So I totally you agree with you. Yeah, just share the love the of Jesus. The greatest gift ever given. Season. And guess what? It's freely given to you whenever Amen. you want to accept it. Anybody can have it. Yep. That's Amen. what it's all about. I can't wait to see what you pull off for Secret Santa. You've talked about some of the gifts you've gotten on this pod. I want to see what you pull off. Yeah, I feel bad because <laughs> I've gotten these You're getting great gifted. gifts. And I feel like okay. when I'm giving my person, it's like, oh. It's getting the job done, but. <laughs> I, I think it's getting Just the give job some done. heart to we'll the last We'll find out on okay? Thursday if it got the job done, I guess. But Okay. I don't know. We'll see. I don't got anything else. Me either. You close it out. I can close this. Again, Merry Christmas. We'll have a short little episode in between Christmas and New Year's because we got to talk about the college football playoff. Among, of course, a few other UMAC run through. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. But I need need your two cents on why Texas is going to beat Washington. I don't know if they're going to. And I think the listeners want that, too. I don't know if they're going to. You have to. You'll have to wait and find out. You have to. Just like everybody else. But thank you for listening. Again, UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up, let us know. If you have questions, comments, concerns, gripes, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. It's going to be a fun stretch once we get to 2024. Hope you've had a great year, and 2024 is the best to come. This is the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast.